Have you ever heard of nzmac.com? No. Is that all the Macs in New Zealand? nzmac.com supporting the New Zealand Mac community. Okay, welcome to nzmac.com podcast number 30. This is David, and I'm here with Darren. We're actually doing this live in Wellington, aren't we? Yep. For the first time, we've actually met face-to-face, and now we're geeking out, playing with our iPhones, trying to figure out why mine is not pairing with Bluetooth to, um, to my MacBook Pro. Actually, what I want to do is I want to check my balance, because I got a 3GS... And Phil's not going to like this because he was he wanted to come back and do a podcast where we talk about. Now he's bought it. He's bought an iPhone, hasn't he? Yeah. How did he buy it? Did he buy it right from iPod or Apple? Or um, I don't know. It almost gets the impression that he's he's bought it in the states, but that would mean he'd have to unlock it in New Zealand. He wouldn't. Have, he wouldn't have bought it in the US, would he? No. I thought he said it was waiting for him because the email he emailed us today. He said, "Yeah, see, he emailed us today and he said he." bought and it's waiting for him and he's got his 3G for sale he's got his 3G for sale on trade music so if you're looking for an iPhone Phil is Phil is buying it there we go let me just check because I'm pretty sure he said oh yeah waiting for me when I get back so yeah he must have had it must have had it delivered I wonder if he bought it right from the app store right from the the Apple Store. So yeah, so I got my free GS on on the day it came out. And there's a there's a bit of the story behind that because I wanted to remember. I think I was telling you guys via email that I was seriously considering going on a plan, and I decided at the just I did a kind of a back of the envelope analysis, and I decided at the end that it really didn't make a huge amount of difference whether or not I went with a plan or whether or not I just bought it outright and continued to use prepay. And if anything, it was actually going to be slightly, the initial outlay would have been cheaper to go on a plan because then I would have paid, I think it was $800 for a 16 gig. And is that right? I think it was about $800 for a 16 gig. And then I'd pay $40 a month and I would get a whopping 20 minutes of talk time. Ooh, wow. And 200 text messages and 250 megs of data in any single month. Yeah. So I did a back-of-the-envelope kind of calculation, and I realized I don't make a lot of phone calls with my existing phone. I receive a lot of phone calls because anyone who dials my office number at the uni, it automatically rings to whatever mobile phone I have. So I've got, I've got it set up that way. Now, everyone asks me, is that, does that mean that the university pays for the long-distance calls? <laughs> and I don't know. Maybe they do. <laughs> no, no one's ever said anything. But... Um, so I, I receive more than I make. I hardly make any phone calls at all. So, and if I usually, if I have to make a phone call, call somebody. So call me back on, you know, extension 5398. Um, I'm going to have to bleep that out, actually. Uh, call me on 5398 so that way I don't have to pay for it. So I realized, and I don't text that much. I don't know if you, do you text a lot? To be honest, I hardly ever use the phone features. Really? No, I, I probably use the data more than I'd, I'd use anything. Oh, wow. Um, so I... I mean, I'm on the $80 plan because that was around about the plan that I was on um, before the iPhone came out. Yeah. Um, so I think I'll probably start using the plan more once Vodafone rolls out their breed network in Upper Hut. So you're going to... And then we can go naked DSL at home 
and then right. just use the, the phone for mm. making any calls yeah. and all that. Wow. But, um, yeah, I've, I've, I'd use my work plan, I've used my work phone all the time, but I don't use my normal phone. Right. Um, I think I might change that and just have my work phone redirected to my iPhone and just use the iPhone all the time. Because well. I, I haven't got a data plan on, on my work phone. What's your work phone? What is it? Uh, it's O2-1. Um, What's it like? What kind of phone is it? Oh, just a cheapy, crappy Samsung. Alcatel. Remember the Alcatel? Is it Alcatel? Oh, is it the French Alcatel thing? I had the one-touch pocket, and that was actually a really, really... <laughs> no, no, sorry, not one-touch pocket. What was it? It was the big brother to it. And I don't even know what the one-touch pocket is. Um, is it a phone? Yeah. From Alcatel? Yeah. Alcatel's like a French brand, isn't it? Yeah. They, they, they actually run the entire back end of Vodafone, uh, of um, Telecom. What, that's Alcatel? Oh, the, you mean the, the, the structure? Systems, yeah. Oh, really? Um, that's probably obviously going to change. Why? Uh, with the XT network. Oh, right. But, um, have you I, known anybody on the XT network yet? Have you, have you talked to anybody? Um, I know there's one guy who's on the XT network with an iPhone. Uh, at Magnum Mac, right? Um, but I don't know a lot of people. I mean, we yeah. at work we we were sort of half and half telecom and Vodafone, but Vodafone gives the better deal f- yeah. um, for engineers. So um, they're moving us to that. Yeah, and yeah. Unfortunately, they're also going to give give us HP, that is Windows Mobile devices. Oh God. <laughs> So I'll get a data plan on my work phone. Just to ask them why bother. Yeah, for crying out loud. The the reason for it is because we have a manky manky cool system, um, which is basically Windows only, Internet Explorer. You have to use that. Um, So they've written a a Windows Mobile um, version of the the site to actually um, allow us to edit our jobs. Well, you're on, on the go. Site. Yeah. No. Doesn't solve the problem of when we get a job come through and we need to come back to base for parts, but <laughs> overlook that little detail. Yeah, they get yeah. Like a day courier or something like that. A courier at OT. Well, they, they should. I think they should actually give us parts at home or something like that. And just fall on off from there. Well, why don't they buy you a van and have all your parts, most of the common parts in the van? That would be too easy. It's, it's a big company. They don't like to spend money. <clears throat> so I went in on... So so I, I did some calculations and I decided that if I went on the $40 plan and I paid the $800, then the cost, the total cost of ownership over two years for a 16-gig iPhone 3GS would have been around $17 to $1,800, something like that. I can't remember the exact figure. And someone listening will probably say, no, no, it's not right. So, so I might be a little... And then I figured, okay, the option I have is to buy it outright. And my initial outlay of cash would have been about 1200 bucks for whatever they were selling. So then I thought, okay, well, what's, is, it, is my money worth more to me in my pocket right now? And then, and then slowly being leaked out to Vodafone over two years. And I really don't have a problem with Vodafone that much because the service has been fine for the most part. Mm. And I didn't have too much of a problem with it. So I decided, so I actually, I rocked into, I didn't go to a Vodafone store. I went to a different store in Dunedin, and um, I went in, and I had contact with them beforehand and said, okay, put one aside for me if you can. And they did. So I rocked in at a quarter past nine on the Friday that, Friday, was it a Friday it was released? So I rocked in at a quarter past nine, and there was one guy ahead of me. And one of the guys came up from back and said, if you're here to buy, how did he say it? If you're here to buy it, 
outright. You can't buy it outright because Vodafone's not allowing you to buy it completely without a plan. You have to buy it with a plan. So the guy in front of me said, oh, well, that, I'm out because I, I don't want to put it on a plan. So he walked out. I said, well, I was, I'm going to be putting it on a plan, so I'm okay. And he says, okay, just, just wait around. So I waited around for the fellow that I knew. And he became free. And we had a chat. I said, right, let's let's do it. I'm going to put it on a $40 a month plan. I'm happy with that. And uh, he said, all right. So we he took my details and all that. And um, he said, it takes about an hour for Vodafone to kind of clear you and give you a credit check. Yeah. And I said, oh, okay. I said, because I've never had a Vodafone plan before. I've always been on prepaid. So he says, you're gonna they're going to have to do a credit check on it. And I thought, okay, that's... That's fair enough, I guess. Do a credit check. Yeah. We have a huge mortgage, so I wonder what they're going to say about that. But you know, I think it's, I think it's okay. And um, so that he says it'll be about an hour. I said, okay. Well, I've got a couple of meetings this morning on campus. I'll just I'll come back at lunchtime. And he says, yeah, yeah, I'll give you a ring. And I didn't hear from him, so the guy rang him around twelve thirty. I said, what's the story? What's the plan? And he said, um, you know, what's happening? And he said, well, I haven't heard back from Vodafone. Just give it a couple hours. So at 3.30, I rang Vodafone, and I think I went through about five or seven people. And I swear I got the Cairo call center for Vodafone. I'm pretty sure I did. And I went through like five or seven, at least that many people. And I said, look, I wanted to buy, and I didn't mention it was an iPhone. I just said it was a phone. And I'm trying to get this activated today. I want my phone. I, do you have a record of me requesting or someone requesting a credit check on me? And they said, no, we don't. And, um, you know, we, we actually don't have any record of that whatsoever. And I said, oh, okay, well, that's kind of interesting because, you know, they said it was, you know, it took a little bit of time. And, you know, I trust these guys. They're really good guys. I said, because we don't have a record of it. And plus, it takes like two, three days to do a credit check. And I said, well, that's kind of ridiculous, really. I said, I'm sure lots of people without any credit history walk into a Vodafone shop. And you, and they, you know, you give them a phone. They walk out with a phone an hour later having, you know, checked their credit history. She goes, no, I don't have it. But So I figured, okay, well, this is just ridiculous. I called the guy I knew at the shop, and I said, forget it. I, I'm just, I'm really not interested anymore. It's not your fault. I said, don't worry about it. It's, it has nothing to do with you. It's just that I don't want to play ball with Vodafone like this bad. I don't want to do it. So just get rid of it. It's not, I'm not going to bother me. He says, okay, I'll cancel it. And I said, I'll just, I'll wait and find some way of buying it outright. And he said, I can sell it to you outright. And I said, well, I thought this morning we couldn't. He says, no, you come into the store right now. I can sell you a 3GS 16 gig for the full price that Vodafone is selling it for. Hold it. I'll be right over, right? Floored it down to the shop and paid for it. Because it so things changed that morning. Now, um, I'm not naming the shop because it's not fair to them. And I don't think they did anything. And, and, and they just, they helped me out. And, you know, I've been a customer of theirs for a couple of years now. So it was pretty good. So, yeah, I had my phone up and running, like, that day, and popped my SIM card out of my Sony Ericsson into this. So what I decided to do is, when you have when you have prepay, you can get those, um, I think it's called broadband and broadband light. Yeah. So you pay $10, you get 100 megs of data, and the hotel we're sitting in right now, by the way, I can actually show you on the computer, to get 100 megs of data in my room... 33 or $34. Yeah. So it's just a ripple. So I decided to go with that because 
if I'm at home, Wi-Fi. If I'm at the office, Wi-Fi. When I'm traveling like I am now, I can just use the 100 meg. I just did a check now a few minutes before we started recording. I've got, I've used 13 megabytes in the last couple of weeks. Yeah. And I've used maybe four or five megabytes today. So, and I'm in, you know, around Blenheim in the next couple of days, so I'll be completely fine. And that's a recurring thing. So every month they take $10 off your prepay balance. You can tell them to stop doing that. Yeah. But they'll take $10 off your prepay balance to uh, give you another 100 megs. And I figured, that's fine. I don't need anything else. Other than that. And I don't pay for my prepay because... I use my credit card to pay for everything, and then the points I keep accruing for, and I just use, I, use, I buy prepay time with my points from my credit card. So. Yeah. Dave did good, I think. <laughs> yeah, so I don't, I don't even need a plan. Yeah. See, I, um, with my plan, I mean, I, I've been with Vodafone since I was about south, so I just, every two years I'll sign up. Yeah. And so it worked out um, quite convenient because the iPhone came in at the same time my plan was going out. Yeah. So which the three G came in. Yeah. So are you gonna upgrade your three G to three G S? Um not this time around, I'll just wait till next year. You'll get the better one. Yeah. And you'll pull a fill. Yeah. But um the, maybe Phil will buy it for me. No he wouldn't. He wouldn't die. The funny thing is is like this week uh, no sorry not this week the would have been a couple of weeks ago. I get a text message from Vodafone saying, "Congratulations, we've upgraded you to three, um, you three get, gig." Yeah, you get the three gig, but that's only until when? We should. Talk oh, about it's still the end of the year. So, so is it really? So you get January. Anyone who's <laughs> so anyone who's oh, so they changed that because it was normally it was at first it was only until October, wasn't it? No, uh, no, 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 it's always been. No, you're right. It's always the, been. You so have to t- sign up before the thirty first of September. If you sign up for the thirty first of September. And it's just the iPhone, or is it all, all Vodafone mobile? I have no idea. I definitely know it's for the iPhone. And you get what do you get? Three gigs a month. Three gig a month. Jesus, um, that's a lot of torrents. Mm. <laughs> Actually, it's not technically. It's not. Well, you can you can use it for that if you want. If you want to tether, yeah. S- stay away for for a wee while for yeah. the damn thing to download, but um. But yeah, so I'm actually tempted. I've also got like the Vodafone 3G PCI card. Oh, you do have uh, So I'm, I'm, I'm tempted really just to pay the early termination fee on that and see if I can move my one gig of that onto my regular iPhone. So when it fails, I've still got a gig that yeah. I can use and then I can just tether with the iPhone. It just makes a little bit more sense because I've always got my iPhone. So that... That three gig plan, then, because there's been a lot of speculation online about Vodafone bringing that out to kind of undercut anything that you might get from telecom going on on the XT network. So, does that mean does that mean that you think at the end of December, when this so-called free three gig a month feature is over, are they just going to say, right, that's just the standard plan? In other words, have I made a crucial mistake by going on prepay? Whereas I could have actually paid a $40 plan, and that come the end of December, that three gig a month service. Well, it's it's sort of hard to to say. I think Vodafone are really just sort of keeping their cards to the chest at the moment until. um, Because by. What is it? By December, XT would have been around for six months. Yeah. Six months is always a good trial period Mm. for for a network. You know, and, and while. It, um, telecom saying, you know, we're giving you um, 
broadband uh, for six months. So I forget exactly what the deal was, um, but they um, <coughs> come in the January, like um, in the forums. Paul Brislin, who's um, the PR guy from, um, he they, does their Twitters as well. So yeah, yeah. Well, um, he basically said that well, come January. We'll just do something different. You know, so, something in other else. words, that makes a lot of sense. In other words, they rather than give away the farm, they're going to wait, give give everybody like you on a plan, three gigs a month, say to the end of December as they've done, and then by then let's see what what telecom's doing, and then we can make a decision about. Mm. So, do you, so I guess the question is, is that if they're giving us three gigs, or giving you, not me, three gigs a month now, is there any reason to suggest or any rational reason? where they would say, well, it's not going to be three gig anymore. It might be a gig. Wouldn't they? Could, in other words, the next minimum data plan they give anybody is going to be three? They could do. Um, I, I think, to be, to be honest, I suppose, it, if, now with all the tethering and all that, it makes sense that a lot of people are going to be using the iPhone to tether up, yeah, which yeah. means that they're going to chew through their data. Yeah. Now, 200 meg, when you're downloading um, web pages and all that in a full-featured browser. Yeah, that's um, right. It is going to be, uh, you know, something that they'll they'll chew through their gig and they'll find that it's going to be yeah. too little, um, sort of thing. So um, what they'll, what, what I hope they do is they basically make the minimum plan one yeah, gig, yeah, yeah. you know, at least if you gig, want the yeah. big one, then yeah, go for, go for go three. For three. <coughs> um, so I hope that's the way they'll do it. But something tells me they won't. I mean, otherwise, mind you, they haven't had XT, you know, telecoms had T4G, but it's it's always been a bit of a dog. I just, I wonder if I've made a cataclysmic mistake by going on prepaid. But if you look on the GeekZone forums, and if you look on even the Vodafone forums, in and around the time the 3GS came out, there were a lot of people who were saying they were just happy going with prepay. In other words, there were I was surprised, actually, quite a few people had no intention of going on a plane. Didn't want to do it. I was, yeah, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, I think they were all going... I mean, Phil originally wanted to do that. Yeah, that's um, right, yeah. You know, just, oh, yeah. I want to go for um, prepay, but, and, and he was sort of all up in arms that Vodafone wasn't going to allow it on the prepay. Yeah. Um, I, I think it was actually a good move on Vodafone's part to not allow it on prepay right away yeah. otherwise there'd be a lot of um, you know if, if people thought oh sweet I can get this plan on, on prepay yeah. um, there's that possibility that you know you can sort of start yeah. having all these people now starting to download um, stuff with, with the network so not really yeah. being up to the up to the task well that's just yeah. it Cause it's I think you were saying that the last podcast yeah that's right you were saying that during the last podcast too about the network being overwhelmed. I think somebody did. Was that you? Possibly. Can't, can't remember. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. um, well, the other thing too is like you know people make a big song and dance about the fact that XT's network can handle seven meg a second. You're not telling me now. It's not going to be seven meg a second yeah. at all. And and if anything, what's going to happen is what happened when Telecom rolled out T3G and said we're we're going to give everyone one meg, two meg a second. Not everybody got that. Well, the problem is um, when they gave everyone uh, two or three meg a second, it actually did draw down the network. They they couldn't sustain it. So everyone um, that wasn't able to get onto the one uh, the the one or two meg um, yeah. second link, yeah. they were dropping down to below. Nine, um, 56k 
um, speed. And, so and swearing while that was happening. Yeah, sure. so um, what Telecom ended up doing was capping it at 200 kilobits a second. Yeah. yeah. Um, whereas Vodafone, they sort of played it smart and they said, look, you know, our, our network's capable of 3 meg, but we're only going to cap it at um, X amount. Uh, I think I think their one was 800k a yeah. second, and you were getting 800k a second because the fact that um, the network could handle it. Could load manage it, yeah. You know, so I, yeah, I wish XT all the best, but I, I don't think it's going to pan out as well as what people do. I, telecom just doesn't have any ability to manage things properly, you know? Yeah. <coughs> The, uh, we're looking at those 24 inch or 20? 24 inch. Um, 24. They've got two 24 inch IMAX here, and for a while they had two signs. They had a sign on each of them yeah. saying that they were doing software updates. So I wonder if they were putting a 1057 on there. Can you see what that screen says? Oh, he's got, he still had the sign on one of them. Should we go help him? <laughs> no, still. Actually, let's, let's, let's have a couple of screams on this. Yeah, let's watch and see what they do. Cause it looks like he's actually trying to update it. <laughs> trying to update the... It looks like there's some dialogue box there, too. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, so I, I still think... I was telling somebody the other day... Um, actually, no, it was this morning. When I got in, I was, I was met by a friend of mine who's a consultant at the airport. We drove in together into, into a meeting. And I was showing him the iPhone. He says, is it, he goes, I want to get one of those. Is it worth it? And I said, to be totally honest, no, I don't think it is. It is easily the best phone I've ever owned. And the fact that I can check my email anywhere I want, I can, I found that the, 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 the uh, GPS positioning is a little off here in downtown Wellington, but it's actually not too bad. Mm. And as we were driving in from the airport, we were on the coastal, what's that coastal road that you can take to get into town? And it was it was live. It was moving. I was yeah. sitting in the back seat of the taxi, with my friend, and we were watching the thing. So it was live. So it, it's pretty. Oh, he's put the sign back up. They're still doing updates. But uh, at the end of the day, it's. I don't think it's worth twelve hundred dollars. I mean, I paid that, so of course it is worth it. But well, actually, I don't that's think it is. that's not entirely true. I mean, if you look at say the Nokia N95, thirteen hundred bucks for that off contract. N95 doesn't even come close to what the iPhone is capable see, of doing. Yeah, I, I, would say, I would think that's overpriced as well. Yeah, I just think paying twelve hundred dollars for a phone is just too much money. I don't care what you get for it. I just think it's just too much money. And, yeah, I know that someone else said that, and you're saying that there's some equivalent or not equivalent smartphones, which are, you know, worse, but just as expensive, if not more. But I just think all, it's ridiculous. All the top-end smartphones, like, you know, the Sony Ericsson P990 or whatever the current oh, one yeah. is, um, Nokia... Um, navigators, those sorts of phones, uh, Nokia 95. Um, uh, what was one of their other? Oh, basically, any of the iPad phones, the HP iPad phones. I remember those. You know, those were a thousand bucks, weren't they? Yeah, and, and they still are. Those are the phones that the company's going to give us. Um, so, an iPad running Windows more. Yeah, so all those phones, they're, um, they're all basically around about the. Nine hundred to thirteen hundred dollar mark. Yeah, right. Um, off, off the phone. Um, oh, sorry, off the contract. On the contract, you sort of get better deals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, if if you're on a business contract, then they'll make it even better for you, sort of thing. Yeah. Um, the answer is that the company's going for those IPEX, but um, 
the yeah, the phones themselves are, are around about what I would expect mm. for a phone of that. You know, because the other thing too, you got to remember that's a thirty-two gig phone for thirteen hundred dollars. There's nothing that even comes close to that. Yeah. At best, you're probably looking yeah. one gig, two gig. That is a lot of space. You're right about that. I mean, and it's an iPod uh, on top of that too. Yeah. Well, you know, it's all on one. I mean. It, if you look at it monetary, then yeah, it can be sort of hit and miss as to whether or not it is really for money. I, I mean, I know for ever since using it, the, the value for money is just through the roof for me because I use it day in, day out. You know, I'm, I'm using it for all my job updates. How's your battery life on your 3G? Um, works fine. I've got location services turned on. Um, yeah. Um, playing music while I'm in the car mind you when I'm in the car I've got it on the charger anyway so um, you know need, if I need to I can check my work emails and all that so basically uh, when, I, when I was doing post project um, or project for a company um we were basically I had the phone I had like um 3G turned off because I was using it with my work phone, but yeah. I was making phone calls. I was um, basically listening to the, the iPod all the time. I was taking photos and things like that. Basically, lasted me pretty much till I think it was about up us three, four o'clock before I needed really? to stick it on the charger. Because so. this, I'm just checking mine, and I've used it for three hours and eight minutes. It's been on standby for 16 hours. Uh, and I've got 46% battery life. Yeah. And that's after buggering around around 4 o'clock. Is that your phone? No. That's after buggering around at 4 o'clock this afternoon trying to get Bluetooth working yeah. and paired. And just before we started recording, when you were helping me on... Um, on the same issues, so that's actually that's actually not bad. I um, actually pretty good. I I do I get a few conferences and all that, and they'll be like two or three hours long. Yeah. And I'll sit there recording the entire thing, and the battery would hardly even go down. Do you use voice recorder? Yeah, recorder? I use it all the time. Voice memos? Yep. That'll that'll continuously record. Yep. So I could be instead of using the MacBook Pro, I could use this to record. Yeah. That's what I was suggesting before. Oh, I thought you were talking going Skype. Yeah. But there's also um, uh, another one that I use called uh, Griffin iTalk. Yeah. Um, but it's basically just using the same infrastructure as the voice memo, so I just use voice memo yeah. now. Voice memo now. Beforehand, though, before the iPhone 3.0, I was using iTalk all the time. Yeah. iTalk Pro, yeah, it works perfectly. But I, I like the way that voice memo syncs in with iTunes, um, although there are some Yeah, it annoying, does do that, yeah, it does do that. There's some annoying things, though, that um, it, every time you sync, it puts another copy into iTunes. Does it really? Yeah. Unless you delete it, or...? Um, yeah, unless you delete it or um, why off it, the phone. Why do you think it does that? Well, I don't know. Uh, they may not have got the um, the synchronised settings pro- set hmm. properly. It's really strange. Yeah. It works real well for me. Like, um, you know, I'm, I'm sort of basically aiming it at speakers, you know, in the ceiling. So, you know, um, you'd, you'd think it wouldn't pick it up very well, but it actually does. It, it works really, really awesome as a, a voice recorder. I'm just going to do... I just pulled up the map, and I'm going to see where it see where it actually puts me. Yeah. So according to this, I am on... Current location is somewhere between 28 and 38 Johnston Street. 
Well, I can tell you that that's actually not true because we're sitting on the terrace at the Novotel. So it's a little bit out. Yeah, have you quite fa- a bit out. Have you fa- yours is, you have GPS on yours? Yep. Yeah. Do the you- thing is, I don't forget that we're in a building. So GPS doesn't work inside buildings. But I was standing at the corner, I was standing right out front of the Beehive, and it had me way off. And then when I walked with some friends, we went and got some at Indus, the Indian food place on Tinakori. Yeah. It thought we were way the hell down, forget yeah. where it was. It was really strange. And yet this morning, it was, and I've done this even in Dunedin, when my wife and I have been in the car, um, it's tracking our movements. Like, you, you see the blue dot mm. kind of so move. you got location services turned on. I do, yeah. yeah. Uh, actually, let me confirm that, actually. <clears throat> I'm pretty sure I do. General network... Uh, where is that? That's under. What setting is that? Phone? No. Should be under general or next. I still, I still have not figured out. Or actually, not figured out. But I still get confused as to where things are. Cellular data network. New. That's under settings. General settings. General settings. General. Network Bluetooth and location services. Oh, yeah, sorry, it's on. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's on. So it's right there in front of me. Yeah, there I am going through. Oh, Bluetooth. I'm going to turn my Bluetooth off. <laughs> That'll well, save I've never had any problems. The, the funny thing is, though, like, um, you watch it as you're, you're driving down the road, and because there's a lot of roadworks that's happened in the road, the road layouts have changed a lot. You see yourself crisscrossing over the motorway. Really? And there's no way you can do it because there's big stinking concrete barriers or cheese cutter wire all I'm over the place. Get in the wall! Brace yourself! <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Uh, yeah. I have to say, remember how I said I had 80 I, of the 100 megabyte plan, I've used 13 megabytes. That's exactly what the usage meter says right yeah. here. Did you hear there was that episode of, uh, it was either MacBreak Weekly or Twit, when Leo Laporte was in China, and according to AT&T, he used 150% more data than what his iPhone was telling him? Yeah. Well, this this is this is dead accurate. This, that's 13 right there, so mm. it's actually perfect. So yeah, because it'll basically just be recording what the throughput yeah. is. So, so, so at least because I, I when he when he mentioned that on his podcast, I started to get a bit worried. Yeah, and I suddenly started thinking, oh, maybe uh, maybe we can't maybe we can't rely here in New Zealand on what the iPhone tells us. But I think it's working for me. So it's yeah, I'd, I'd be more inclined to to say what the iPhone is saying than what the what? network is saying. Really, the network can be uh, a little bit late. late. Yeah. yeah. Because yeah. all the iPhone's doing is just recording what comes in and what goes out. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. Whatever it's recording should be accurate. It's it's a this is an amazing device. I came home after my meeting. Home. I came back to the hotel room here after um, meetings, and I think I got here about three. And it was pretty funny. Flopped on the bed, fired up, checked my email, started responding to email. Halfway through an email. It fades out, and then phone comes up. Wife's ringing from Toronto because her and the kid are in Toronto. Um, so it's just amazing. So what were you doing? I was just actually responding to an email. And, are you using your iPhone? Yeah, I'm using my iPhone and all this. It, it's actually a pretty cool device. I mean, it's it's pretty spectacular. And I used, um, I don't know if you've ever seen this. It's called M-Pass from Air New Zealand. I used this today for the first time. I'm not. Maybe this will be my pick, but... What you do is you actually um, 
you can actually download your itineraries, and it gives you a boarding pass. Oh, it I gives see. you the actual whatever that graphic is, that graphic barcode, represented yeah. barcode for your boarding pass. So when I went to board the flight this morning in Dunedin, you know how you here you actually just kind of you re, you scan your document uh, to actually board. It. I wouldn't know. I haven't been flying. Oh, okay. Well, you, you just they give you when you check in, you get a you get a boarding pass that has yeah. something that looks like that. Yeah. Well, that's this is replicated. So you just actually hold your iPhone up or your iPod Touch. Yeah. And it goes bing. And it goes have a good flight, sir. Fantastic. It's just tremendous, and it gives you your itinerary right there. And the other one I've been using is called Worldmates, and this is just the free edition. You can pay. I think it's thirty-one dollars and get the gold edition that doesn't have, I think, either ads or something like that. And what you do, it's it's a service. So you go to worldmate.com, and um, what you do is you any any travel confirmation emails that you get. So when you book a flight with Air New Zealand, they always send you a PDF. Usually, so if you look yeah. it online, they send you a PDF. You take that PDF, you forward the entire message. You just say forward to whatever at Worldmate, whatever your, e- your special email address is. And then Worldmate, they must have some kind of me- you know automatic mechanism that holds that information, and it puts it online for you to an online itinerary. And then this application for the iPhone pulls it offline, uh, online, and then it just gives you exactly where you should be doing. So I should be at the Novotel Wellington, and I am. And tomorrow I'm going to be in Blenheim. And it tells you where you're going, and it pulls all that information, and it gives you maps and all that kind of stuff. Because I, I do a lot of domestic travel. It's perfect for that. It's absolutely perfect. I'm trying to think what else I need. Uh, what have I been playing with? Uh, tone pad. Have you ever played with this? Where you little tones? You make little tones. If it'll work. I think I crashed my iPhone. Oh no, I didn't. No, that was. It's basically you just do tones. So there we go. Tone pad. Is that for like making ringtones? No, I, actually, I was going to ask you about that. How do I put ringtones on this? Um, the way I do it is GarageBand. GarageBand has the feature built in. Yeah. The latest version of it. Yeah, I've got that. So the unknown version. Do you do you have to take an exit? What if I just want a? What if I just want like a simple? I don't want a song as my ringtone. I want I want different options to what they give you. Like I use what's it called marimba. I use that now. Yeah. But I want something else. So is, um, is there any way to put ringtones on this? There's a couple of sites where you can download ringtones. I think there's an application called Itona, um, okay. which will allow you to, to do the same thing. Is that right? Okay. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much that costs. I, um, I don't know if it's on the... No, I think it's on the Mac that you have to do it. Um, Itona runs the Mac. Okay, it runs yeah. the Mac. Yeah. And then it just synchronizes up to the thing. Basically, you can make any file a ringtone and just change it to mp 4 r Oh, really? It's a ringtone. Yeah. So how, where do you put that MP4R? You just put it just in... Just rename it. No, but where do you put it? Where do you... How do you, how do you get um, it onto your iPhone? Uh, basically, just sort of import the file in, in iTunes. Oh, so you, put, you pull it into iTunes, and then it knows... Okay, what's he doing? Now we're looking at the Max again, because he's, he's clearly doing it install. So let's see. He's using boot camp. He is boot camping. Oh, he is too. Go ask him. Go ask him. I dare you. 
ask him if he needs any help. Say clearly, he's you look like a Windows user that you need help in how to actually work this superior machine. That, oh, and the sign goes back up. Obviously, they're trying to <laughs> trying to make the Windows users happy. I think that's what he's doing, actually. Yeah. <clears throat> You should, go, you should go offer your services, sir. I'll help you out. For 50 bucks, I'll help you out. So what's been your... When I get paid. <laughs> what's been your favorite app in the last little while? Um, what's that case you've got on there? What is that? Uh, it's a case by a company called DLO. Um, it just... Um, is that just so you can put it on your... It's a belt clip, yeah. The, the problem is it doesn't protect the face. Um, yeah, that doesn't. But the screen's pretty. Yeah, it's pretty resilient. I mean, I've seen video of it being run over by a Mack truck, and it still works. So. Seriously? Yeah. Um, there's one on YouTube somewhere. Let's go put it out in front of a bus. Tuk 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 tuk. It's a good question, man. Because I've, I've sort of more been keeping to the ones that I've, I've sort of got. Um, Oh, actually, there's one I made mention of um, in the last podcast, but it, it may not have been, been picked up. There's one, an application called Free Memory. Um, oh, I've seen that. Any good? So, yeah, um, basically, see, at the moment, my, my memory's 200, uh, 2.28 meg. Left? Now 1.83 Oh, no, this is, this is active memory. This, this is what the, the machine is using at right. the moment. So if I hit the Free Memory... It's going to bring up an error because it's less than four, but if I go free it, it should. If it's done, yeah, 34, so now, now you've got 29, yeah. 30. Um, so most applications, they, they need quite a bit of RAM, but if um, that's the reason why they all say after you've installed this application, restart your machine. It's because the RAM's too low for the machine, uh, for the application to actually run. Is that why they do that? Yeah. Um, so that free memory basically clears all the memory of unused processes and gives you that memory back, and then you should be able to run your game without having to power off your machine. So if, if, is, is that a benefit for moving back and forth between heavily memory-intensive applications? When you, any app, like um, even using I, um, the iPod side of it, is going to take quite a bit of memory yeah, yeah, as yeah, you're playing, yeah. um, especially if you've got a movie that you're playing. Um, any games, you know, like the traditional memory hogs, like the EA games and all that, um, they are going to suck your memory um, yeah. pretty good. So when you go to play another application or, or a file or, yeah. or whatever, it's going to basically not run because it hasn't enough memory to actually run. Yeah, right, okay, yeah. Um, so, yeah so, is that free? Oh, uh, yeah. Yep, wow. 100% free. Free memory. Yeah, I guess it would be, yeah. 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 Um, so that, that's one app I actually make a lot of. There, there is still the odd occasion where a locked process is um, uh, stopping you from using your yeah. phone, so you still have to power it off every so often. But for most applications, just run free memory before you go to run it, and you're good to go. Wow. Um, obviously, I hadn't run it for a wee while. Um, that's interesting. Wow. I have seen that, and I've always wondered... He's going back to the Mac again. Okay, he's going to check it out. It's going to take a wee while. Are you installing Boot Camp on that? Is that I am. Is that what you're doing? Yeah, oh, okay, yeah, we were just... It's uh, it's so complicated at the moment. I've been trying to do this for the last two days. What? It's not complicated at all. Oh, no, on the other one, yeah. I can't install anything because it's not showing me a hard disk. Re- really? Yeah. Oh, and, and Windows itself. 
No, or in the Mac when you started. In the Mac itself. When you started up, what does it say? What does it do? Do you want to have a look? If you later on, maybe. Yeah, actually, because we're recording. Yeah. Have you ever heard of nzmac.com? No. Is that all the Macs in New Zealand? Well, it's a it's a site run by a good friend of ours, and we're actually recording a podcast right now. Oh, I see. So you're on it because we do a we do a regular podcast for it. So this is the first time we've met in person. Um, but yeah, we just noticed you, and we every time you've gone up there, we've made a comment. He's back to the house again. What's he doing? It's I see an, an endurance, and oh, it's he's installing bootcamp. <laughs> yeah, no, I've got bootcamp going on that one. Yeah, and the first one, I can't even run the Mac OS. The operating when system. When we're finished recording, we'll have yeah, a look at it. Absolutely, for you. if you could. I'll not that well, Darren will know more about it than I am. <laughs> Two days, it's not detected the hard disk. Yeah, yeah. I read on the internet that you've got to leave it on for forty-five minutes for the larger hard drive, so three hundred gigs. What? It takes oh, about forty-five to minutes do- to detect it. No, nah, no, no. That's what I read. It should be it's worked with one of them, but yeah. the other one, it's been 24 hours and it's still not protected. We'll have a look at it. Gentlemen, minute. get along. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> right. Okay, cheers. <laughs> that's strange. It sounds like he's got a dead hard disk. Yeah. Um, he's had an old corrupted file system. Oh, God. Actually, I wonder. Yeah. You just put in safe mode for him. I should. What are you going to do? I should give him my business card. <laughs> I would if I had them on me, actually. Do you not have any? Nah, hard. Sort of. It's one of those things where. Yeah. Because officially we're not supposed to introduce ourselves as Datacom employees. We're whatever the company is. Don't say anything. <laughs> no, no, no not, not, not like in this sort of situation. Way. But um, maybe he'll let me stay for free if we help. <laughs> well, not that I'm paying for it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. that's awesome. It's a nice machine. Uh, so free memory. Yeah, I might have to look at that. Actually, I mean, not that I. I don't really use any huge. I'll do. I'll do my pick and. Um, my my pick is something called Air Tycoon, and I saw this. I think it's. I, I'm not sure how much it is. I think it's like two fifty nine or two sixty nine. Basically, you simulate being um, uh, an airline CEO, and because that's my field and that's what I do, I instantly bought it and spent like five hours playing this thing. So when I play, you play against the computer. You can't play against anybody else. But you set up your own airline. And then you set up a hub and you decide where you want to fly. So I was cheeky and I set up a hub in Sydney and there are three other computer players. And what I did is I leveraged my airline and borrowed heavily and bought new generation aircraft and started long haul services and just and soaked the market and just absolutely um, went for producer surplus as much as I can. And I made a ton of money and I was number one ranked in the world. For like, because uh, you play by quarter, you say yeah. you do all your adjustments to your routes. You can adjust your prices. You can adjust your service. You can adjust um, how much, how productive your employees are. And if they're not that productive, you can invest more money in. You can invest more money in marketing, and then you say, okay, I'm done. Take me to the next quarter, and then it recalculates. It shows you how much money you made in that quarter. So for several years. I was number one. And then Monkey Air, which is one of the competitors, started kind of merging in onto some of my routes yeah. and started undercutting me. It was, really, it was really hilarious. So then I started competing with him because I had a bit of a war chest. And I started competing with him. And now he's actually number one. And I think I'm number three because then this other airline came up and started branching out yeah. all over the place. And I concentrated on my long-haul routes. Now, it's... It's a fun simulation. It's a really fun simulation. And if you're interested in, in anything to do with airline economics, it's a great simulation. And I was actually thinking that when I teach my third-year class um, next year on air transport economics, I'm going to see if, if whoever has you know an iPhone or an iPod touch in the class, 
I'll say, you know, buy it, and then we'll kind of have like a fun game. You know, not not for not for credit in the paper because I can't require them to to get it because not everybody has an iPhone. Yeah. But we'll have kind of like a joint game over the semester and see who actually does really well. It's really really cool, and you can. It, it's not. I mean, if you know anything about airline economics, it's not. It's not a hundred percent. I mean, it, there's there's a lot more to it than just the way the simulator works. But yeah. it's it's fun. It's a lot of fun. See, I just I sat there literally for like five hours, literally, kind of just you know, tweaking my networks. And I was I remember going in on one network and I reduced I reduced the price of my tickets because there was three competitors. My load factor was something like. 98%, which is actually not good if you're an airline. You don't want a huge load factor like that because it's, you get what's called demand spill. And they can yeah. go to your competitors. And they had, it, everyone had 100% load factor, and except for me, I had 90%. And we were all priced within about 5 or $10 of each other. Yeah. So then I cut my fares in half for two quarters. <laughs> and one of them went on a business. They exited the route. It was just hilarious. So, yeah, it, 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 it's pretty close, but it's not 100%, but it's pretty pretty close. So yeah. Air Tycoon is my pick. So what's your, what's your pick for this week? Um, good old classic. Once again, started out on the Amiga and got caught oh, over. Sensational. Worms. Oh, you bought that. Worms. That's, a, that's, a, that's in the top house. That is... You got that. Yep. Um, original Team 17 uh, making it. Um, it's... Basically, those that never played Worms, it's, uh, basically it's a tank game, except instead of... A tank game? Yeah, um, where you have to, uh, like artillery, where you've got to get your, your trajectories oh, and yeah, all yeah. that, and factor in, um, uh, uh, what do you call it, wind and things like that. Yep. Um, but instead of tanks, of course, they're all worms. So they got... Um, you're shooting worms, or the, you are no, a worm? You are a worm, and you're trying you, to shoot... Um, so you can move your worm, um, can do bat flips. One of the funnest ones is if you guys right next to a guy who's on the water, you just go up to him and do a, a dragon punch, and he'll knock him into the water. Um, there's machine guns. Walk up to the guy with a, a shotgun, you get two rounds, blow him away. Really? Um, Let's have a look. All sorts of cool weapons. Um, How much is this? Uh, I think it was about... Six dollars. Um, so I'll do the Dragon Ball. Uh-huh. And of course, it, it's all turn based. So you get one turn, he gets another turn. Um, this looks pretty addictive, actually. Oh, it, it's so fun. Cool thing is, it's multiplayer, and it uses um, the iPhone 3.0 software, so you can. Um, can we play head to head right now? If you've got it here, yeah. uh, I think you need the application on. Oh, but there's actually we'd have to we can't set up a ad hoc network between two iPhones, can we? Um, How do you do that? Actually? We can, but you have to have the copy of the application on both of them. So. Um, oh, so if I if I actually purchase it from the App Store right now, yeah, in theory we could play head to head. Yeah. <laughs> I should do that actually. <laughs> That's amazing. So, uh, how much did you say it was, sir? Um, it's about, uh, I think it'd be a bit of ac- accurate price, so I'll go to the store, seeing as where. It's probably like right, $5. Right. Yeah, it, it's it's reasonably priced. I mean, when you look at it, the desktop version of it, which is probably 60 70 bucks, you know, yeah, it's yeah, a tenth yeah. of that cost, and it's the same game, more or less. Um, Speaking of that, do you think that there is, I don't know about you, but since, since I got the 3GS, I've been 
paying more attention to the App Store anyway. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I find that I have an aversion to any application that is over five or six bucks. And and I sit um, there and think, eh, I'm it not depends pay on that. the application. I mean, I mean that that eighty five dollar map application. That's the GPS one. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, it's six dollars fifty. That's pretty good. Um, yeah. yeah. The Worms is six dollars fifty. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Eighty-five is actually quite reasonable because you realise that you're actually paying the licensing yeah. for the maps, yeah. and a lot of those maps, you know, if you went down to the shopping or something like that, you know, Dick Smith or something, some of those are like two hundred bucks just for the yeah. SIM card. Um, yeah, yeah, well, not yeah. the SIM card, the um, like SD tom, card, like the TomTom. Tom, yeah, yeah. Um, but I see the problem I have with that eighty-five dollar application. I did see that is that unlike going to Dick Slappy and buying a TomTom. If that's not, if that doesn't work properly, I can go back to Dick Smith and say, you know, hey, this is not, this is not working. I just paid eighty-five dollars through the App Store for something. I have no recourse if it doesn't work. That's yeah. it. That's one of the biggest problems with the App Store is that you can't try something before you actually buy it unless you get the light version of something. Yeah, generally they get around that with the light version, um, and that they can't really go for that. Distribute a free application and then make it pay for the content well, because they won't allow that. Yeah, fair um, enough. And I think it's a good move on Apple's part, otherwise, you're just going to, all you're going to see is all these free apps yeah. and then they're going to charge you for all the content. Yeah. So, you know, by making it, if it was free when you released it, then it, um, any content that you release for it has yeah. to be free. Yeah, um, which I think is a good move. I think it is um, too. It's actually, not going to yeah. flood the market with with apps, um, but at the same time, you know, I, I do understand the point where it's difficult to try out an application when you know um, you got no recourse. I mean, if, like that. that's just it. I mean, if I'm not going to shell out eighty five or eighty six bucks without knowing whether or not this is actually going to work, I mean, I'm going to. I'm going to almost rely on somebody to do that, test it out, and then report back in the app store whether or not it's actually useful. Or I'll find a post somewhere that someone in New Zealand or in Wellington or Auckland, somewhere in New Zealand, has purchased it and used it and said, yes, this works, or no, this is a piece of crap, stay away from it. Don't waste 85 bucks. I'm not, to me, the $85, it's not worth my time. I'm not going to do it. Well, that's the hard thing, too, is like, you know, you look at the app reviews, and either the app doesn't have an app review, no. or you get some knobby that's like, "Oh, this app sucked; it didn't work on my machine." Yeah, stuff. yeah, that's right. You know, yeah. Meanwhile, all the ones that have found the application to be really good, they, they, they haven't they haven't actually commented. Or, yeah, and I actually, to be honest, I should go with Air Tycoon and make a comment. Yeah, uh, exactly what I just said here, and say, you know, this is if you're interested in it, this is something that you should uh, that you should get. Well, Same I, thing with worms. Yeah, I, I tend to do that all the time. Do you? Um, okay. I've got a few reviews up on the um, oh, app store because because that whole thing where um, you know people aren't necessarily going to know um, like uh, games like Flashback and Ports are cool. Yeah. People would look at it and say, "Oh, you know, it's, it's bad graphics." But yeah. you got to remember that these are actually physical ports of Amiga games. Yeah, right. So the graphics are what they were um, 15 years ago. Yeah, that's right. The, Apple, uh, the Amiga was at its heyday. Yeah, fair enough. Um, too, I guess. Yeah. So you know, I, I, I tend to put my two cents if I like the review uh, if I like that I'll review it good if I hate that then I'll, I'll you'll say but something. also yeah. say why I why just like it, it yeah. as opposed to oh this app's crap that's it yeah, don't, that's right. don't buy it and it's yeah, like well that's not a review that's just an, an opinion you know? yeah that's right um, maybe I'll get worms maybe I should get worms uh, you got it man it's addictive uh, 
Uh, I'm trying to get my mate to, to get it for his iPod Touch so that we can have frequent... Head-to-heads. Well, we, we, had it, um, we had it on DS, he had a DS and I had the DS and we both had the, the same version. Um, uh, actually, no, so he didn't have it on his. On, on the DS you can actually do a um, yeah. shared application, so you yeah. run it on one uh, and wirelessly fire it off to, to the other. And it downloads a little client that allows you to play it. You're kidding. Um, oh, man. And so he, he did this absolute horrible manoeuvre. He, he basically, um, he fired one shot. It ricocheted off. Um, it fired one of my guys onto a, a grenade, which um, beat and then blew up, firing my guy off to another one. And my guy was basically bouncing across the screen. And, and, and he basically, in one shot, he took out all four of my guys. And it's like, you bastard. That's hilarious. <laughs> so um, Worms is... is Probably the, the most addictive game. I mean, basically the fact that it's it's now out on pretty much every console platform, yeah. including um, the you know the old Amiga. There's there used to be versions on the on the Mac. Um, there were PC versions. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't think I've ever heard of it to be honest. Yeah. Oh, oh, worms. But it is, is it called Worms across all yep. platforms? Yep. Never heard of it. Uh, and you know, it's basically on on all the consoles: Xbox, um, yeah. uh, PlayStation One, Two, and Three. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so it's it's basically a game I grew up with. And I've never heard of that for some reason. It's just weird. Yeah. Well, I, I shouldn't be surprised. I mean, I don't hear of it games too much so. yeah but uh, it's one of those games where basically you pick it up and it's if you've it. got a spare couple of hours then, yeah. then you'll use that and yeah. you know, by that time your battery's pretty well drained so I've got another pick I'm going to leave till when Phil's back in the country actually he's probably as we're talking he's probably in the air right now because yeah. it wasn't yeah because he would have he would normally he'd probably get he was in San Fran he'd probably be getting back at around 5 or 6 o'clock in the morning, and it's 9 o'clock at night right now on a Monday. So I think he's probably in the air right now. So when he gets back in town, we'll do another podcast. I've got another pick, actually. I don't want to spoil it, but it's, yeah, it's awesome. But, uh, cool. Okay, so we've been recording for 53 minutes. Maybe we should wrap it up. Yeah. Um, okay, Darren, good to meet you in person. Yep. Awesome, yeah. Love to do this again. It's good to put a, a, a face to the name. Yeah, exactly. Of yeah. And, well, in our case, the voice really. The voice really, yeah. We'll have to actually try to do it so the three of us are, you know, together at least once and do a, a podcast over yeah. beers or something like that. Yeah. And then I've always wanted to do that, so I think we had to. Okay, so this has been episode 30, um, NZMac.com podcast. Uh, make sure you go to NZMac.com, uh, sign up and head into the forums. Lots of stuff going on in there. And in the future... You, well, this was an ad hoc podcast, but in the future we'll make announcements in the community section about when we'll be doing podcasts. So if you want to be a part, last time it was Andrew, wasn't it? Yeah. We have to get Dragonfire in on there because he's he's a pretty good contributor, um, he or she, I'm not sure, and try to get try to get him or her on the on the podcast at one point. So Dragonfire, if you're listening, I think he or she even had a really good idea for something. Um, so maybe we should try to get that person on. We should go help him with. And ask the question. Could help them with the iMac. Ask the question as to why they're running Windows on a <laughs> on a beautiful piece of equipment. So, thanks everybody. We'll see you next time. Catch up.
The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are those of the guest presenter and do not necessarily represent those of NZRAC.com.